<laughs> well, going three, two, one. We did, our producers are shit, so we won't do a date on it. Uh, <laughs> we can't trust Vinny. Uh, welcome to the Mainly Wrestling Show. I'm Jack Milner, joined by John Jacobs, Lizzie Almeida, and a special guest, Star Attraction, Lizzie Evo. Lizzie, um, welcome aboard. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Where are you situated in the world now, or is it too obvious? I think it's a little bit too obvious, but I'm in, I'm in my, um, I would call it a cosy den, but I don't know what you would call it, like bachelor pad, did you say? I'm in my bachelor pad. That was uh, completely off uh, off the record, but yeah, I'm in, in the world, you, you are in Liverpool, right? Yeah. All right, okay. Sorry. We're joining in three different, you're in Liverpool. Uh, Lissy, you wanted to start things off, do you want to give some, to get to know Lizzie a bit better, Lissy to Lizzie. Give a few quick fire questions and we'll see uh, where our bearings are. This is going to be confusing as hell already, I can tell. Okay, so we have just like a super quick game, this or that. You don't need to give a justification, but if you want to elaborate, please feel free. Um, but most of these are, they're in, they're meant to be fun. Um, okay. All right, so start, we'll throw you a softball, a softball um, to get started. Number one, dogs or cats? Cats. Oh, get out. Oh, my girl. Okay. Wow, we're already hitting it off. Um, number two. <laughs> number two, Raw or SmackDown? Raw. Ooh. Night in or night out? Night in. Okay. This one is local because I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Fowler or Gerard? Gerard. Really? Robbie, isn't Robbie a god on Merseyside? Oh, Proper scouts. They. I grew up in school with his nephew, so I always saw him on my playground. It would be bizarre of me to to go against him. I think Gerard. I've met Stevie. Oh, I've got. A, I got. I've got. A, I've got a signed book by Stevie in this. I'll, uh, I'll whip it out one day. He's a yeah, very, very nice guy. Very nice guy to me. The lovely boy. Okay. <laughs> Next <Gerard>. one. <laughs> Next one. Chinese or Indian? Indian. Okay. All right. It's getting hard now. You ready? Brett or Sean? Brett. Let's go. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, we'll talk about this later. Um, Cena or Randy Orton? Randy Orton. We knew you would say that one. There's a, there's a, <laughs> Lizzie, there's a clip in the archives where Lizzie, where she goes off on a tangent and says, Randy Orton's my favourite wrestler. I'm like, what? Yes, Randy absolutely. Yeah. Damn right, Randy Orton. He's the best. Yeah. Come on. Of okay. all time, I love Randy Orton. Come on. It, was, it wasn't even a competition, guys. Like, John Cena's for little kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then last one. You ready? This is the Trish. Thank you. My picks are so different to all yours. I can tell by all your faces. Thank you, Trish. Uh, no, actually, um, we love Trish. I'm just like you know, I'm, I think I'm the most animated one. On on Brett or Sean, <laughs> on Brett or Sean, we're completely split. So um, me and Jack. Well, I mean, I was never a huge Brett guy because not because I didn't like him. It just was before my time, so I kind of only learned about his genius like afterwards. Whereas Sean, I saw him a little bit in his first yeah. era, and then a lot in his second era, right? Um, whereas Lissy's a huge Sean fan and always has been since, I think, forever. And Jack's, Jack's obviously a bright guy, so. See, I was kind of split too similar like you because I grew up and I absolutely loved Brett growing up. But now that I'm a wrestler and I understand how wrestling is, Shawn Michaels is one of the best to learn to watch. So, like, I was so split, but I was like, I'm going to have to go with my childhood Brett there. Lisa, on that point, can you explain why, as a wrestler, you watch Shawn Michaels and you notice what makes him like everyone, like Flair, Triple H? So he's the best in-ring athlete of all time. What makes him so good? To like, I think, in my opinion, I he could do every like any and every role that they gave him. So if if they wanted him to bump his ass off, he would happily go do it and put that person over. But like to the best of his ability, didn't care. What wrestler it was, you make them look absolutely unreal, and then you'd watch them a week later against someone standard, and you'd be like, "Wow, 
that, that that's how good Shawn Michaels was. Like he could wrestle a broomstick, in my opinion, and still have a class match because he just his wrestling brain and his psychology and like I couldn't I couldn't like plan to do matches the way he, when I watch them I'm like I wish my brain could think like that as a wrestler like that is so if you've got that you've got it all it's, I gotta say is that the next level you where you, hear you that are <laughs> you hear that yeah yeah I, I, you know, I, I can never begrudge Sean right it's just I'm, I'm 35 years old right if you were brought up of a certain era Brett was like a god in England in like the 90s oh, so yeah. when Survivor Series happened it was like right done with me it's uh we're very fickle back home so you know what i mean like yeah 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 i see that i see that i think that a lot of the like if you go one side or the other it's not necessarily because of um wrestling ability which like both of them just absolutely have in spades and anyone can deny that but i think it comes down to personality a lot and people see sean as the bad guy of that and brett as the good guy right and i think that's what a lot of it comes down to so yeah, that's a good point as well, actually, because that's how that's how people view it, really, realistically. So that probably is where the split decision is. When did you get involved in in wrestling? Then, from a were you a childhood fan? Because I'm guessing did yeah. you catch him as your if you're six, seven, eight, nine. That's Sean's like second run, right? WrestleMania twenty six with the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. So I got I got his like last run out. That's why now uh, now that. Like when I wrestled, when I started to get what wrestling was, I think I was about eighteen or nineteen. I went on like a spree where I would watch old wrestling, like old old wrestling. I even went as deep as like old British wrestling, wow. and I was I was, I didn't compare wrestlers because I was like they were all so special in their own way, and they all did things in their own specific like they all had certain things about them that you would remember them for, and like. Shawn Michaels, no matter who he was in with, I would always just be like, now I'm a wrestler, I would just be like, that was class. Like, they did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. And they had everyone. Like, the crowds back then, that was what made me want to be a wrestler, watching how the crowd reacted to a wrist lock or a head lock takeover or a shoulder tackle. Do you know what I mean? Like, them things were so, like, basic but they were so special to the fans. And like to to for them to just make moments out of things like that, that was where I was like, wrestling is so simple, if you allow it to be. Just by studying old, old matches like that. So like when I was watching wrestling as a kid, it would be, you know, obviously the Randy Orton stuff. And um I didn't really get to experience that as a kid. Only now that I'm a wrestler did I get to experience that, which I wish I would have been able to. But, yeah, I got, like, the back end of him, which was still class, but I appreciate him more now that I'm older and I'm a wrestler, you know. It's quite tough, right, because I think these days, like, you could just take, like, last night's Dynamite as an example, like, some of the spots that, like, AR Fox did or the Derby spot where he just flies through the ropes and Nick Wayne moves out of the way. Like, they take these crazy bumps, like, week in, week out in front of, like, you know, three and a half, four thousand fans. So then when it gets to like the big shows, it's like, how do you make that step up? Yeah. How like... do you go bigger? But then it's still possible these days, right? Like you've seen how MJF and Adam Cole got like the kangaroo kicks and the and the double clothesline. Double like clothesline. there are yeah. ways to do that. It's just you've got to be smart about it, right? Exactly. Mindset is absolutely key with wrestling. Like you could be the best wrestler that I don't know, could do every single move under the sun, but if you don't if you don't have the mindset that clicks it all together, then it's not going to make sense to fans watching. And because sometimes I'm like, that was so cool, but like, why? You know, and like, as a wrestler, as long in as I am, like, sometimes I, I'm like, I had that to me, that didn't make sense. I, and I didn't catch up with the how are them people. But like you said, that MJF and Adam Cole, that, that whole match was class because it seemed like they did nothing. But everything mm. as well, if that makes sense. Like they, they just got the simple stuff over, and that's what made the big moments even, even more, more special and get more reactions. Like that's what wrestling should be. And I think if you look at like the biggest names ever in wrestling, like your Hulk Hogan's, your Ric Flair's, like you think of their finishes. Even you know Austin Rock, those like they weren't like crazy outstanding finishes, right? Whereas 
yeah. you've got people doing you know Canadian destroyers and stuff like this like every single week and you know you take someone like Ricochet or Will Ospreay both amazing wrestlers I'm not taking anything away from them but they are yet to hit those like heights like those top top heights like but they're obviously like insanely talented so it's, it's kind of the, the way they that, like, the way they can do what they do with their bodies is unbelievable like mm. i i always say to people i know what i'm good at and i also know what i'm very very bad at so i stay away from the shit that i'm very very bad at because why would i do that that's for the people that can do that and i take me out off to them because there's no way in a million years i'd be able to pull off not just the moves but rem- like just <clears> the positioning <throat> of where the moves come at what point in the matches. That's what I think I I struggle with when I watch matches like that. I'm like, that is so cool. But I think I would have forgot what I was doing 20 minutes ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's their mindset must be so, so sick because, like I say, I respect it so much. The fact that they can do that with the body, I'm still, you know, the mindset. Like, as a wrestler, you appreciate a good wrestler mindset. And them that can put themselves through them type of matches and have you know the mindset with like that class that isn't that that's what separates the good to the the like the extraordinary do you know what i mean yeah i think the match that we're going to watch tonight is probably is like more of a storytelling match rather than you know necessarily doing any like crazy spots right yeah absolutely that that i think that's why the fans were so invested in that back back then because the storytelling was so like it wasn't just promos and you know moments backstage that set matches up. They had actual matches that told stories. They painted full on art with with a wrestling canvas, and that's so sick. So we, so sick. We went back a few months ago and we watched Brett versus Sean versus Razor in the ladder match on the same card. And that's brilliant. And yeah. I think it's 20 minutes long. They don't do anything too outlandish or too, um, I don't know, over the top with the ladder, right? It's all just psychology and the struggle. And I'm trying to get to the top of this and win this belt. Um, and then you compare yeah. it to something like what? the L- I'd never watched it. Like the Lucha Brothers against like the Young Bucks and they're doing triple somersaults and smacking each other in the face of the ladder. It's like, calm, calm down, lads. Just, you know. That bump calm, down. calm down, lads. You know, uh, listen. You mentioned there. You said you know what you're good at, and you know what you're not good at. Oh, what? What do you think you are good at? Um, I know I'm good at my pace. My pacing's one of the things that I like. I work on quite a lot because I find when I watch a lot of matches, especially you know around the British scene at the minute, there's so many spots that get rushed, and so many spots that don't have moments where like and I think this could connect back to me saying with the old wrestling like I live for moments in matches where if I'm a heel I've got moments to get my shit you know what I mean like and I think just little things like knowing when to respond to an audience or like because that all falls under the entertainment side of things and I always try my best to get people involved when it comes to shows because they've they've travelled, they've bought tickets, you know, they might might have worked all week, they've looked forward to coming to watch the show. So even if I'm a heel, people know what my role is. So if if you're going to give me shit, I'm going to give you a little bit of shit back. I hope you don't take it to heart because I'm just doing my job, do you know what I mean? But if you've bought a ticket and you're willing to travel to this show, which, by the way, there's a, f- a fucking crisis going on in the world with money. and So I appreciate that. So I, I always try and find time to study the wrestlers that would do that shit. So I I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm all right at me, you know, me crowd work and me pacing. They're, they're me two strengths, I think. And just the fact that, like, I don't really give a shit if... I get clocked or, you know, like I'm not I'm not in it to say, oh, I got I got good status from being a wrestler. Like I absolutely love wrestling. I love what wrestling brought me in my life and I love when I first got in a wrestling ring, how I felt. So that to me will always be the main goal for me. Like I wanna I wanna connect back to that side of myself. So I always try my best to have fun 
and like you know don't take anything too serious and if I get clocked I get clocked I'm not like I'm not in ballet and like yeah I'll hear uh, a few people moan and I'm like well just get the fuck out of wrestling then because you know I'm I'm not here to dim my shit down because you're too worried about getting clocked by something if that's the case then you need to like I'm I, I'm extra safe you know what I mean but there's a lot of flinching and like shit like this that goes on that creates unnecessary things that happen in matches. And then sometimes you stood there looking like, oh shit, I look like a bad worker here because this person's bust or, you know, little things like that. So I think having a good voice to back yourself up as well, like, and I don't just mean that to be a, a knobhead. I mean, like, I got the pistol out of me a fair bit when I started wrestling by people that had been wrestling longer than me and like and I didn't want to say too much and like I was really young and that and this one day I was like nah my dad told me don't give a fuck about how old they are how big they are if they are coming to you with a problem outside that ring then you deal with it with as the woman you are so there was a few times when I had to stand up to people and be like well you know it takes two people in the fucking ring it's 50 50 just because I'm younger than you don't so my strengths was, I know my strengths was, you know, backing up what I can say and also, you know, actually putting on matches where I want them to be good with people. Like, I actually want to make people look good. I don't want to just get my shit in and make sure my <laughs> shit looks good. Like, this is a tight, like a 50-50, this is a dance. I'm going to make sure that whatever story we need to tell is told in the proper way and no one goes away looking like shit unless there's a storyline here. You know what I mean? I was going to say, and and I, I was going to say you, you're not, you throw a mean forearm as well. Like, I love was, a good the, the, forearm. From, from, yeah, I was at the progress show and I was like, man, but yeah, come on, Cranji, I thought you're tough. <laughs> Like, I love her. I love her. Yeah, like, she's yeah, good. Go on, and yeah, that was that sounds stiff. Been practicing nice them since I was fourteen. They're my favourite <laughs> stem. That's me go-to. <laughs> and you, I suppose, like with the accent, right? As well, it, it's that much more emphatic when you are. Everyone just thinks I'm angry with all the time. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. with loads shipping in, and you're like, sorry, what? You got a problem? Yeah. And it encourages more people to jump on board as well. Exactly. I love it because. People are saying to me all the time, you don't even need to use the fact that you're from Liverpool for cheap eats anymore. I'm like, mate, the minute I open my voice, it's there. I don't I don't have to do anything about the football club anymore. Like, I don't have to do anything. As soon as I open my mouth, it's there. It's crazy. It's, uh, like I said, it's it's kind of automatic now, right? You, people are going to... I love it, though. I absolutely love it. It's brilliant. Um You've got a big match coming up. Do you want to plug the match this week and we'll try and clip it up? Are you, is it the session? Progress session with Martina, yes. I'm I'm actually buzzing for this because they asked us to go out to Dubai last year and we did me and Session Moth over there and I remember it being one of my favourite matches of last year but I was gassing in the heat so much like it was red hot over there so I'm looking forward to being able to do it at, you know, my pacing, like, you know, because I've got a, a good few cool ideas. I've been watching some of her stuff recently and, you know, like, outside the ring, we've actually became really good mates. And I think once you become good mates with someone outside the ring, when you wrestle each other, your matches go from, like, what you were to 10 times better because you're not worried about, like, anything. You just literally want to have a good match with your mate. So, like... I'm I'm really looking forward to it, but at the same time, like I feel last year, I was overlooked quite a fair bit with like the with just a few things with progress. So I want I want to be proven points every time in there now. Like you know that time that I went away, I up my game. That time that I went away, I took some shit away that didn't work for me, and I added some new stuff. And like so, I'm quite excited to start like telling some new stories there and actually wrestling decent people. I've had, I've had two good matches now, obviously, since coming back to progress. So it's gonna be it's gonna be class, I think. Yeah. What well, how would you rate the current um state of the so the UK independence scene? Do you think it is it seems to be going in a certain trajectory again? 
I think it was looking really positive and then one PW or that shit with that. So I think people are kind of just like, oh, Brit rest, Brit rest. Like that's that's what they think it is now. And like people seem to forget about the other little ones that don't get the platform one PW had, yeah. but they were they're fucking killing it month in, month out. You know, they're booking all these unreal matches that you're probably not gonna see anywhere else. So I do think if you actually look around properly, like open your eyes around the scene, you'll find like why there's actually been some hidden gems on these shows that I've not known about, you know, because it's overshadowed by all the shit that goes on. Yeah, 1PW was kind of tarnished. You know what, when when 1PW was first in business, uh, what, or four, five, six, I ended up actually buying all the leftover merch from Stephen Gauntley back in his house in Donny, God, that was a bit dodgy. Ended up in the wrong Bruh. house. Yeah, that was a bit. Uh, knock on the door. Excuse me, mate. Can I have all this wrestling gear? Sorry, who are you? You're the wrong Fuck house, mate. Me. I think it was a drug dealer in Donny. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. Yeah, sorry, mate. Cheers about that. But uh, yeah, it has left a bit of a bad taste, but that's just a bad course. smell, really. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go into detail what happened with me and that because I. Like, I'll do that when the time's right, do you know what I mean? But he is, yeah, I'll just leave it at the fact that no one should give him any fucking money and people should be very careful with his manipulation. Full stop. You know what I mean? Boy, oh boy. Save, save the DMs for another time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, and I suppose the UK scene aside and further afield internationally, do you have your eyes set on anywhere um country or otherwise territory yeah like i'm really planning to go to the us i keep saying it and i also keep putting it off myself i think as a wrestler you don't really i think because i don't know many i know a few fair few talents over that live in the states but i think because i'm not very good with um places and I'm all right with travel, but, like, getting to and from places in foreign countries, to me, I'm, like, I get a little bit anxious about it. So, at first, I was, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I put myself off, and I was, like, yeah, I'll work towards it. But I think if we constantly do that and we wait to be ready, there'll never be a day where we are. Like, we'll just keep going and going and going. And, like, in the end, you'll miss opportunity after opportunity. Like, I had so many chances last year to, to fly out and... I did just weren't mentally right. The timing of them wasn't mentally right for me. And I think now I look back, I'm like, I'm quite quite glad that I missed out because I don't know if I would have would have performed well as me or like, you know, them, them questions you always ask yourself. But I have definitely got something blind up for January. But whether, whether or not it happens, please keep your fingers crossed for me. Touch wood, absolutely. We'll see what it's happens. mad out here for independent wrestlers. Like, there's one minute, there's something absolutely 100% certain, and then the next minute, it's like, oh, we've checked, we've had to change the day for this. So, it's just sometimes it's just about keeping your mindset completely positive and hoping that the next opportunity is where you've been wishing to be or hoping to get to. You know, it's quite tough. You've got a tour guy here waiting for you. Liz will, Liz will show you the rope. She's She's well connected anyway. She's yes, part the, she, she's, she's part of the best in business. I will say though, like it, <clears> it is, it's not. I don't want to. I don't want to use the word intimidating, but it is difficult because you're not just like going somewhere as a tourist, right? You're yes. like, okay, I want to come to the U.S. You're not just going to come here for one show. You want to be booked properly yeah. in a few a few shows. It's like, how are you going to get from point A to point B? We drive on the right side. You guys, you guys drive on exact, the left side. Exactly. All that stuff. Yeah, you you're so right. Like yeah. That. Yeah. That, for so long, I was like, oh, yeah. But then, me, and then my mum was like, just go, just do it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Like, and I was like, yeah, it's easy for you to say, mum, when you're just FaceTiming me, like, yeah, yeah, go on, you're fine. And I'm, I'm stuck there, like, having an actual panic attack because I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> you know, that same happened to me. I moved, so I've been in Gibraltar for 11 years, and I was 24 when I moved here, and I tried to find the flat in Spain. Got completely, this is, like, before Google Maps was the right. I ended up having, like, a big breakdown outside of a bingo, uh, 
bingo hall with two cases next to me. Hall. The bingo hall. Yeah, bingo no, hall places. And, and I'm just there going, what am I doing? I'm in Spain. I can't <laughs> speak the language. And I ended up just getting, like, weeping to a taxi driver. Can you just take me to this address? And it was, like, literally two minutes. Fucking like, <laughs> uh, idiot, man. That is so sad. And I ate it so the first sad. year. I ate it the first year. I was so homesick. But, you know, 11 years in, we're still going strong. So it was one of those things where you just got to do it. And then yeah. figure it out afterwards. Like you'll yeah, you'll it should be it should be one of them where oh, I will figure it out when I'm there. It should exactly. be yeah. Just, just come. The rest the rest of the stuff will work itself out. Right, that's it. I'm coming. She's, she's coming. <laughs> Mine's made. We'll see. Um, we'll shoot him in six months' time. See where you are in the world. Uh, do you want to watch some wrestling? Yeah, it'll be ready. Like, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be able to log it. It's sad. I had an issue. Oh. I don't know which one of you guys I spoke to. Me. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm Ric Flair, yeah. I'm Jack. <laughs> okay, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I had oh, a problem. I'm not the name. I'm Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, it just, it says incorrect, but I know it's not. Right. I think it might be on YouTube. Is it? I think so. The Fed sticks nice things like that now and again to keep people happy. So, yeah, sometimes the people please don't they just to um, keep people on here. Just stop people shouting at them. Right, let me pop his ear so I can type. This is like the best uh, laid plans of my summer. I bet this is the most randomest pod you've done with someone that's not organised whatsoever. This is the first time we've ever had a guest, so... (laughs) <laughs> the first time with a four-man booth. You're doing amazing. Don't worry. <laughs> to be honest, Liz, we, we normally just drink a lot of wine and talk shit and yeah. like, stick an old, <laughs> an old episode of Raw on or like 80s World Championship Wrestling. <laughs> I, I'm like you. I didn't, until I was like in my, until lockdown came and I was really bored, and, you know, borderline depressed. Started watching all the old stuff like, oh, this is actually better than uh, the current stuff. This is brilliant. It really is, isn't it? It is. Because, well, like, like, I feel like they did a lot. The character development at that time was just so different, too, right? Especially, like, during this time, they were coming out of, like, the goofy, cartoonish characters, and they're yeah. just, like, you know, building people up a little bit differently. So, and I think, like, we were saying earlier, like, we can all understand a family feud type of angle because even if you've never been per- personally involved in one, you've You've seen one, you understand it. You know, there's always like a little bit of sibling rivalry for the most part. Um, so we get it. And, you know, That's I, understand, true. I understand Owen. Uh, Owen was very justified in his resentfulness of uh, the older mm-hmm. brother, right? Exactly. <laughs> Do you want to try and log in again? I sent you my logins, right? Yeah, I've just, I've just tried again, but it says the same thing again. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I'm typing it wrong. I don't, I compared them. I don't think I am. Or do you want to pick something else we can watch instead? I mean, if if you want, we can pick one of your matches. No. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that to the poor girl. (laughs) I will sit here like this the whole time. (laughs) I'm looking at Owen Arthur, Shawn Michaels, WWF Championship. I think that one would be a good one. That's a good one. All right, which which where's that from? Right, so this is on YouTube and it's eight months ago from WWF Attitude Videos too. What show was it from? I think it it's was from WWF Raw. It says. After so they wrestled the pay per view before Sean with the title of Mania Twelve in your house. I I scroll past that one, yeah. For uh, it's something like that. Is that? Do you want to watch that one? No, no, that's that's fine. You you send us a link, and I'll share it on. Okay, well, we'll go with Owen Hart versus Shawn Michaels WWF Championship one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, do we have? Do I? Do you want me to send it through to you now, or are yeah, you fine? Send, send, me, send, send me that on Instagram, and I'll share it on, and we can all right now because I'm going to have to come off this. Oh, really? Okay. 
Okay, don't. Um, hold on. So, let me, JJ, I think I found it. I think I found it. Hold on. Jiji, you find it. Stick it in the WhatsApp group. Let me, just, let me just load it up. I am a nightmare. Sorry. No, so you're this fine. Is, this is Owen Hart versus Shawn Michaels, WWF Championship, WWF Raw 1997, WWF Attitude Videos 2. It's that one, yeah? Nine minutes, 52 seconds. Yep. Yeah. Wow. You can explain to us why Sean's so, uh, so great. <laughs> I mean, I'll try. I'll try. Please see, will back you up. Tell me where to press play. Right, let me turn it to these guys on WhatsApp. It sounds like I'm in the pictures in here. In the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Yeah. I still call it that, and no, not many people do. All right, I've sent it to oh, you to on WhatsApp now. My mum my, my is such a, not such a Yorkshire girl. We're off to pictures. I love saying the picture. I can't say the cinema. Off to the cinema. It sounds very formal. It's such not... It's not, not a scouse thing to say, you know what I mean? Right. This was when... Oh, my God. So You'll have to was... instruct um, Vinny to cut this out. I'm going to top up my drink before the match starts. So. Good match. I know it's only nine minutes long, but... <laughs> this is when... Uh... So, this is when um, Owen's just... Uh... There's talk about he was going to leave, right? And he comes back and signs a nice big contract extension to try and make him stay. This is, I think, three weeks after the Montreal screw job. Is this three weeks after? I think so, yeah. But at, Crazy. At, around this time, I would watch Sky Sports 3 Friday night, 10 o'clock, every week, like, pleading with my dad to let me stay up. <laughs> Uh, this is my era, man. Honestly, and then, and then up, I'd be I'd be cleaning the house on a Saturday, Sunday morning, just so I could watch Live Wire on Sky One at eleven o'clock. Just any extra wrestling I can watch because this is like 25, 20 years ago, right? Twenty five years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a like long YouTube. time. Yeah, exactly. I'm an old man. No, I never meant to like that. I just meant this a long time ago. Look, I'm thinking, hey, you're 24. This is before you were born. Jesus, got to do fiddles. <laughs> but yeah, you, you didn't have access to everything like you did back then. Uh, like you do now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That is true. I remember like, like spending way too much time like trying to find like old pay-per-views and stuff when I was like 10 years old. Or, I don't know, maybe like 15, but so fucking hard to like find any videos and now you've just got everything at your fingertips whenever you want it you know what I mean like whatever you want to find you could just go find it but back then it was so hard to find anything any type of wrestling that wasn't on the telly it was so hard to find I got a two-year-old and a three-year-old right and my three-year-old was sat here with me this evening and usually like they just watch stuff on Netflix right as soon as one bit's over the next one comes I just had the TV on watching The Simpsons because he was up late. I'm like, we're not fucking watching Peppa Pig at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> so I put The Simpsons on on Sky 1. It went to an ad break. He was like, Daddy, what happened to The Simpsons? I'm like, this is what we call adverts. <laughs> like, you don't know what this is. <laughs> this this is adverts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kids want adverts on and you're like, why? Why? <laughs> Horrible. Right, we're going to click. You all got it loaded up, right? <laughs> Ready yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready hoping to I'm go. hoping Vinny kicks like cuts this like whole like five six minutes out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did nothing. You've got more faith than I have. Uh, no offense, Vinny. Um, right, Vinny, coming back. <laughs> he's actually supposed to edit this tomorrow. We'll see. Right, we'll play play in three. We love you, Vinny. Two, one. Um, this is when Owen came back as the black cat, right? The sole survivor. And Sean called him a nugget on TV. You like a nugget? You like that that turd that just won't flush away? And then he was ruined straight away. <laughs> Paul, I've got a bit of um, a bit of Paddy Pimlet about him, right? Yeah, he actually has. Yeah. I thought you said he's got a bit of timber on him. Then like, he's looking a bit looking a bit thick here. <laughs> that as you well. know who Paddy Jack? Do you know who Paddy Pimlet is? Yeah, he's the Scouse uh, UFC guy with the most ridiculous haircut. Like, what was he doing? It's like a proper Paddy. 90s barnet, yeah. With, with his little bowler. The bowler, right? What's that all about? <laughs> he's got a little bowler, on he? It's, he's uh, a funny guy. He's a funny guy. They have, there's a, there was a Scouser in the office I used to work in, and he'd say the exact same thing. If you want to insult someone, you're a lizard. Like, oh, what? You're a lizard. <laughs> that's all they do, lizard or mushroom. I can't. You little, little lizard. But then they turned it into like a, a running joke where it was like sweaty lizard. So now it's 
if you get called a lizard, it's not that bad, but it's sweaty lizard. It's audible. Do you know what I mean? Variations. Right, so Can I just to- tell you guys something? Like, as an American, some of the like insults that you guys throw mean like <laughs> they just be, they they were just like so interesting because to us we would just never say that to. <laughs> I always wonder what we must sound like to use over there because it must be like, what are they even saying to each other? You know, the, the worst, the most, the, the hardest sense if you don't swear, like if you call someone quite something a bit different and weird, they get more offended. Like, just call me, tell me to fuck off, get off, right. go get the bus home. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but calling someone weird, I was something like that. That it's different, isn't it? What would be your go-to? Instead of calling someone a lizard, just be like, oh, you're a, you're, a fucking, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, just like, <laughs> it's too strong. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, like, it loses like, the impact. We just go right for the jugular. That's the problem. But it's weird, right? Like, you call someone, you in England, you call someone a lizard, and that's really offensive. You call someone a cunt if they're like your mate. Whereas yeah, in America, yeah, you call yeah. someone a cunt, you're going to get knocked out or shot. So here, so funny enough, like, I didn't really grow up in a super, like, swearing environment. Like, my parents were, like, you know, really serious about, you know, not swearing and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, using the C word, I, I'm also, like, not, I wasn't super, like, ingrained in the American culture yet because, like, my parents are foreign. So, like, I didn't realize how bad of a word the C word is. It's actually worse than calling someone a bitch here like if you call somebody that like you really like you hate them like you want to cut them bad to call them (laughs) yes yes but like you guys just throw it around all the time and i'm like (laughs) i use it more if a mate's done something stupid like what a silly gun like it's used as like uh kind of like a team of endearment almost like look at this silly what's he doing yeah it does depend on the thing this is quite a fun match that you chose, Lizzie, because um, you were speaking earlier about like how Sean can just bump around and make someone look like a million dollars, and that's hundred percent what he's doing in the opening of this match. Like he's absolutely like he doesn't care, does he? Like this is peak Sean in, in my head. His like, selling is absolutely class. Oh, Triple H just come out now. You know, you know, Owen's going to get hit with one of those crutches. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> is this in Memphis? It looks like Elvis lookalikes on the front row. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Sean was this was this was a dark time for Sean, right? This was uh, his back wasn't his it. Smile. No, that was that was in March. That was when he didn't want oh, to put okay. Brett over at WrestleMania. Like, Will you just stop that? Oh, it's, like, it's true. Maybe he was depressed. Okay, okay. mental health is important. It, it is, but what did I say that wasn't true? I just just keep going, please. <laughs> Anyway, but say that this He's was, so good. Uh, this led to um, class. Think, I'm oh, robbing that. What was that? <laughs> they pushed him onto the guardrail. Yeah, that was sick. <laughs> I'm robbing that. Are you? Um, yeah, we, do we need to get you a heater or something, Lizzie? Do you have anyone? Because you, you do a lot of intergender stuff as well, right? Yeah. How does well, that compare? I try to, but some so, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Like I did a lot of stuff with Mad Kate, which just stemmed from he called me old online, and I was like, "You, you, you little shit! Like what the fuck?" <laughs> and um, it was like, I, "It's just like not unlike that." Like I was like, "No, I've got a complex now. Do I look like a pensioner? Like what the fuck?" <laughs> and he was like, "No, no, no, no. Don't be silly. It's just because you've been wrestling for for a while. Like I think you're older than what you are." And I was like, come on, like, don't call me old, bro. Like, And then I wrestled at Resurgence against Kanji, and he ring announced it, and he was like, hailing from the old women's home. And I was fumed, so I was like, I, I wish I could do some more stuff with my kid, because he's just class. He's a great character to, like, bounce off like that. Um, and I did some stuff recently with Session Moff and Gene Money, obviously, you know, for the Defy show. Um yeah. But I don't really get many chances to. Uh, I'd love, I'd love more chances to work into gender matches. Really want to wrestle the beast. I think that would be class. Does he show that would be really very often. Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem to be quite uh, more prominent. I think in the UK. I mean, Matt Cardona and uh, Steph Delander right, are going everywhere. 
taking out yeah. to. I think they were in Australia for a week. Uh, they do a lot of GCW stuff. It's um, it does seem to be on the rise. So I just got to sort that tag part out. I mean, if the opportunity was there, I would constantly be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that like not many people book it, so. You know, I I really wish I could go to all these promoters and be like, by the way, um, I really want to work so and so and so and so. But like, for a while when I worked with um, like years and years ago, I would do you know camp shows, and yeah, yeah. it was quite cool. You know, we did um, because there was sometimes not women available to work through the week when kids were off school, so we would do um like open challenges and then a female would open the challenge like answer the open challenge mm-hmm. and sometimes you get like the odd complaint um because obviously it would be like a camp show um but a lot of the time it would be like parents and young girls coming up and being like oh this was amazing like it showed that our girl is strong in this area and like she and I absolutely loved that and I think like that was that was a good message to send like because it wasn't you know, we didn't do anything like that was over the top because I was still relatively like young. I was like 17 or 18. So, but, you know, we just made it be fun for kids to watch, but also empowering for young girls as well. So it's like, I would love to be able to do that now as the woman I am now, you know what I mean? Like that's, it's class. I love doing shit like that. I was actually going to ask, because I, because you, you spoke about um like at your lowest point when you had the car crash about, yeah. how you still got like shitty comments from people and I, I thought it was really kind of inspirational almost how you spoke about turning that into like positive by being like there's always going to be people who are going to be dicks to you yeah. so being someone now that like little girls kind of look up to when they see you in the ring like have you had any kind of like funny or like cute interactions with with girls and also like do you um like enjoy that pressure of being a role model or like what's, what's your kind of feeling about that Oh yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> I love that all the time. Like there, there was one recently, and it was about two pages long, um, and it was just a message off a mum, um, and she just sent me a couple pictures attached with this long paragraph about like you know, my daughter was getting bullied at school, and she came along and watched one. I think I'd spoke to her like this is why I said to you earlier about you know. Buying like the fans who buy tickets to interact with them because you don't know who's in the crowd and like mm. this this message that I got actually took me back for a minute and I was like to me sometimes like yeah this is my job and I absolutely love doing it but I would never in a million years think that these these young girls go home and actually talk about me to the mums and be like that was so I want to be like here when I grow up like that's so inspiring and, and empowering especially being from Liverpool coming from here and like you know you never you never imagine yourself to be put in that situation so it's really nice and like I've had a good few the one that stood out to me the most was um about the young girl getting bullied and she finally had the courage to give some shit back to her bullies because I had told her, you know, like, it's important to stand up for yourself no matter how big or, you know, because once you stand up for yourself, then they will leave you alone. And after that, I think, you know, I was like, but, you know, I didn't want to take any heat if anything bad happened. So I was like, you know, take this with a pinch of salt, like, only you know yourself. Um, and then I got a message a few days later, like she took your advice and she no longer gets bullied. Thank you so much. Like, and that to me is that that them stories are worth more than like how many titles you win and shit like that, you know. Hundred percent. But that much was class. <laughs> <laughs> it's frustrating, right? Because we've done it before. Like we've watched um, some raw shows and you get to like a main event. And you're like, this main event looks sick. They've got like. Triple H versus Mankind versus Undertaker. I wonder what's going to happen. And it always fucking ends in a schmoll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All fucking time. Got to buy that pay-per-view, brother. Save that match yeah. for uh, for the big bucks. Um, yeah, you've got to make sure that you tune back in next week. <laughs> absolutely. Episode 8 television. Um, <laughs> so class. Sean Owen to the greatest ever. Um, fair play. How did you get on um, at All In, Lizzie? Did you make a cameo? So it was actually really interesting what happened. So there was obviously we had quite a few of us girls there as extras, but they also had, you know, a few models from a modeling agency as well. Um and so we 
people rehearsed what was going on, like for the entrance and stuff. And then I don't know, it was so mad. Like I felt a little bit sick. And it just took me a bit longer than all the other girls to go get an outfit. Um, you know, the dresses that everyone was wearing. So I finally got my dress and he was a little ripping it. So I had to take it to the seamstress and then the seamstress like sewed it back together for me. Was it a good sent on the way? And um oh shit. Hold on. You're all right, you're still there. So was it a good frock? Um but yeah, so by the time I went back, I was like, they were like, Oh, we someone's took a mask and like so there was there wasn't enough costumes for all of the extras to be involved. So I didn't actually do anything. I just got to experience the fun of like being backstage and seeing how it was run and like eighty thousand people, that was like crazy. For a wrestler to be in front of 80,000 people, that's a dream, that. So, like, fair play to that. You know has what I mean? That was blast. Has that given you, like, an inspiration to kind of... I mean, when you see people like Soraya and you see people like Tony Storm from the UK, and obviously yeah. Jamie would have been there if she had been fit to be. And when you see those those girls from the UK doing that and seeing that crowd, what, what does that kind of do to you? It's, it's like... I don't know if it's the same for everyone else, but it's, like, motivation. It gives me, like, a little rocking on my ankles to go and, like absolutely do better like I always set little goals for myself anyway but that night was like if this isn't what you're aiming to be doing as a wrestler then there's absolutely no point doing what you do like that was for me that would that would be my absolute dream and that was just casual for them you know what I mean like that's class so I think I think that would be that's like motivated me to want to like do better in every aspect because I want that to be my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter who I work for. I just want to be doing what I love in front of that many people that appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like, I seen so many fans that night buzzing. Like, I came, I left, and I seen like there was a big group of people actually having a wrestling match themselves. Everyone was involved. <laughs> there was a referee. There was all people cheating. Like it was smashed. just class to see it. It was boss. But we flew in. And we all, we all flew in for it. We're like me and Jade, me and John live in Gibraltar. We both flew in. Lissy flew in from America. This was. A I big flew in weekend. from America. What do you mean? Oh, Christ, you did. Yeah, I was in <laughs> the, Then two went to the Rev Pro show on the Saturday rather than go to the Progress Fund. And then I tried to sneak in. Got told to fuck off. But, uh, Aww. I know. He had, had too many beers at that point. I was, I, I, I was struggling. Yeah, I got kicked out. It was fast. I mean, I'm going in. I'm going, I'm going in. Not tonight, boss man. Not tonight. All right. Never mind. Cheers, pal. Had a sleep at the bar after the show. Like. <laughs> It was, a, it was a long day. Two shows, though, wasn't it? I was trying this to... Oh, by happens, the way... This is what time, happens when you're a dad of a young kid and you get a weekend away. <laughs> free, rare free pass. Yeah. First time meeting uh, Vicky Haskins as well. What a sweetheart she is. Lizzie, we've lost you. Your audio. sound's gone, Lizzie. Your sound's gone. We can hear you, like, <laughs> super faintly. <laughs> I don't have no idea what's going on. You're, you're, on. Back, you're, back, you're back, back, you're back. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what a woman she is. A lot of love for Vicky. And the parents, and Mark and Vicky, they're a great pair. And uh, I think they, are they back, they, are they back on the show this weekend as well? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I, sh- I hope so, because he's, he's an asset to any show that he really does, let's be honest. And so is Vicky. Like, I could stand and look at Vicky all day. Like, Vicky's so cool. So I I say to um, Session Moth last time I spoke to her because so when One PW were like cool, um, and they got Mickey James in for me to wrestle, that was for me like childhood Lizzie was screaming, and that whole day I felt so nervous, and Vicky Askins was backstage, and I remember her. just like she's she just gives me like a little shoulder rub. And, like, I don't know. I can't explain it. You know, when you just know someone is genuinely, genuinely concerned, like, they're, they're thinking about you and they actually want you to do well. Like, you can feel it from them. She is that type of person. Like, there's no there's no motive. There's no hidden... There's nothing, no hidden agenda. She is just 
what you see is right. Yeah, she's a lovely person. And like, I always, I'll always like sing her praises any chance I get because I've not known Vithy that long, but the time that I have known her, she's made me feel like I've known her a lifetime. You know, lovely woman. You mentioned that Mickey James match. First of all, how was it when you saw, when you saw the promo? She got on you, I'm going to come for you, Lizzie. Like, me? And I was, how was it uh, wrestling her? It was absolutely nuts. <laughs> I remember showing it to my mum and my mum went, because I never told them nothing. Like, growing up, me and my mum would watch wrestling together. We loved fucking Mickey James and Maria and, and all that lot, like Michelle McCool, Beth Phoenix. We had a ball, and this she, I showed it to her, and I never said that she was going to say my name. I just went, Mum, get on this, and showed her this Mickey James promo. And she was watching it with me, and she just went, hold this face like this, and went, he talking about you then? <laughs> I went, yeah, she's just mentioned me. And from then on, that was when like I got excited because every day I have my mum like telling all of her mates around here, do you remember that wrestler we used to watch? Yeah, she's called our Lizzie out. And I was thinking, oh, bless her. She's so cute. <laughs> but she made me get like that excited about it. And I was like, you know, childhood Lizzie would be that cool. Like, you know, I was trying to brush it off like it wasn't a big deal. But let's be realistic. Mickey James, Mickey James is like a legend for women in wrestling. And that's actually quite sick that, you know, I got to work at. As soon as I seen the promo, I was like, what is my life? This is actually mad. It's like, you know, when you go from doing normal shows on the weekend and you kind of wrestle in the same people, maybe not every week, but, you know, you'll wrestle the same person sometimes twice a month if, if you booked like that that well so it's like to get a mickey james match bang smack in the middle of all them matches like i think the next night i was somewhere else but it was like i was still on the high from that one and i was like this is absolutely unreal that like i'm still thinking about that one and i'm going to do another one like wrestling's so rewarding sometimes because why else would we do it do you know what i mean it was it was a nice little feeling to see the graphic get posted online and then then message me and be like Oh, you gotta to respond to this, by the way. Well, what the fuck am I supposed to say back to Mickey James, mate? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so, Lizzie, you so obviously like wrestling Mickey James is like a bucket list type of match, right? Yes. Is there? Do you have other people on your list of like goals or bucket lists or even like fantasy type of you know bookings that you would yeah. do for yourself? So I wrestled Jamie Hater like years and years ago before you know any and. Was a was a thing before NXT UK before AEW. We actually wrestled for a camp show in Fairham, wow. and we had like nine hundred people there, maybe like a thousand, and it was fucking class. It was sick. Um, I remember being like, "She's unreal." So I think now, um, with their experience and my experience from being away a long time from like the scene of that, I think we'd we'd have a really good one now, and I like. I'd like to think that I would hold me own against like Sasha Banks, but that's a fantasy match that one day I'm like, I'll be ready for that one day. But I think she's still another level. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's levels to this game and I don't, I wouldn't like to put myself in with someone I know is going to run absolute circles around me. But I would also like to test myself because that's what, that's what wrestling is. So Ember Moon was one, you know, when she was with WWE, that was, like every match I watched, I was like, "Yeah, absolutely class." I wanna, I wanna wrestle her. You know, Rhea Ripley. She was another one when I watched the stuff at NXT UK. The way she would, you know, be there for people and take people's stuff, and then also the way she delivered her own. I, I always just look at how, what would my stuff look like with their stuff, and would that sell tickets? Like, you know, I don't really have specifics, but I have ones that I'm like. Oh, I think we would do well. I think we would do well. But my ultimate fantasy is Sasha Banks or Maria Canales because Maria is my childhood fucking favourite because I loved her. And then now growing up, Sasha Banks, the way she is as a character, I think is class. So either of them too. I, I would love to see you against um, Jordan Grace, just you two throwing, throwing yeah. forearms at each other. like. Just... Yeah, we'd just have a forearm on, wouldn't we? <laughs> just see, like, in AEW, in a it's just like a chop-off, like you two just lobbing forearms at each other all night. That would be class. That would be sick. I, mean, I, awesome as well. I, I, I think Jamie's 
on another level. I think she's absolutely She's absolutely class. She's phenomenal. Class. Um, like I, I'm not I'm not one of them female wrestlers that would say no no no. She is, I believe, one of the best that has ever, ever like been trained and came and left this country. Like she is so fucking good at what she does. She deserves everyone's recognition because I I feel like a lot of people know that she's class, but you know, a lot of a lot more people should talk about how class she is. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, because she kind of came in as almost like an understudy to Britt Baker, right? Mm-hmm. Britt was like the absolute queen of that division for a good while, right? There wasn't a lot yeah. of depth in that division. And she came in and she was supposed to be at a certain level, but she got herself so, so over that they couldn't do anything but put the title on her. I mean, that's yeah. the level that she's at, you know? Absolutely. It's that saying, isn't it? Be so good that they can't deny you. Yeah? Like, they were yeah. not on it. Everything that she brought, she could deliver a promo. She could deliver, like at entrance, she always everything. I, I'm not gonna. I look like a little fan girl. Yeah, use pack it in. That's she that's, that's totally me. I'm, I'm the Jamie Hayes. Standing there, so that's we fine. can listen to the class. I, I can tell that you obviously know good wrestling if you if you absolutely like Jamie Hayes because say it to everyone, any any girls that want to train like that type of wrestling, I always say go watch Jamie Hayes matches. You got to remember don't that for watch Jack, the match. Watch here. You got to remember that for Jack, fifty percent of it is because she had red hair. So that was what sold it for Jack. <laughs> and then the wrestling ability was kind of like an after. That was a bonus. <laughs> so, so the, the, the three of us had like a, a disagreement, I think, um, over the result of the women's match at All In. And I'm kind of curious on your thoughts because I remember. I don't know if this will be the same for you, but I remember staying up and seeing. Um, Paige when she first came into WWE and beating AJ for, for that title and like for me like that was massive I mean being a, a, someone from the UK and seeing that uh, a British girl coming yeah. in and winning that and then for her to kind of go through everything that she's gone through and have that moment at Wembley I think even though she's probably not at the level that she necessarily was at because of the injuries and stuff that she's had I thought that it was amazing that they gave her that moment regardless of yeah. kind of what happens from there um, yeah. But there was some kind of feeling that maybe she didn't deserve it, or maybe there were other people that um, could have done more with it. What was kind of your thoughts on 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 that decision to give that to her? You know, I think a lot of people was a, bit, a little bit harsh. Like I, I think I I think because I'm a wrestler and I just kind of put myself in her perspective for a sec. Like, could you imagine WWE doctors telling you that you would never wrestle again, and then? You know, you you stuck around anyway, and then you just got off to AEW because you were told that you were able to do it. Like she obviously loves to wrestle, so I think getting told that you know you're never going to wrestle again, and then in front of the biggest wrestling crowd that wrestling's ever produced, you gifted a champion. Like that's very special for her, you know. And I love that they did that for her because that's a little moment for her for the rest of her life. But I do also see what other. But I'm thinking the same, like Tony came, Tony may be Australian, but she came over for, and she was over here for a good while. And, yeah. you know, she was a mainstay on the Indies, you know, she was everywhere. She was an absolute warehouse on the independent scene. So, you know, I think if it would have went to either of them too, people would have said that, you know, in my opinion anyway. But, you know, I don't, I don't really know. Like, what did people expect them to put it back on Britain, yeah, I just don't know what what everyone's opinion is different of what wrestling should be. It definitely you got a huge mean? pop in in the crowd. Like I think overall, yeah. it was definitely like uh, a welcome result for the UK crowd for sure. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think it's nice that she had that little moment, especially with all of her family there. And after getting told, you know, you're never going to be able to wrestle again. I think as a wrestler, getting then being able to go on and do that, it's like a it's like a you know a statement sort of thing, isn't it? Imagine how proud she must have felt of herself. Like quite cool, really. Yeah. I always look at things like that. It was pretty good. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I felt a bit sorry. I imagine Jamie would have wrestled if she'd have been hundred percent. Right? Yeah, and she'd, I think she'd have yeah. either she had she. I think she'd have beat Tony Storm for the title by before everything went tits up. Uh, to quote but, yeah. uh, Tony, what do you make of actually? Well, I've got you. What do you make of Tony going and this new character, right? Which is this 
thespian theatrical. It's so different and it's brilliant. Is there anything mm. is there anything you would try or do you have any ideas of gimmicks or characters? See if you were to go across the pond um to try something a bit different because it's it's ballsy, right? Because if it goes yeah. if it goes wrong, you know what social media is like, people are gonna be blah, 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 that's shit. Blah, Especially blah, blah. on a big platform like that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's why I say to, said to you before, mindset and everything. Like there's a lot of shit that comes with it, doing this, especially when you want to work for companies like WWE and AEW, where you're constantly in in on a light, no matter what you do on them shows. Like people will, like what we said earlier, people will find something bad to say. Like no matter that is very ballsy of it to do. I don't think I'd be able to pull that that gimmick off like no no not a dog's chance could you imagine scouts hold me trying something like that watch the like, shoe what yeah exactly is <laughs> <laughs> me two flathers <laughs> she's uh she's doing brilliant anyway oh actually you mentioned that you can't be you can't please some of the people all of the time have you had any bad experiences or anything terrible with social media have you got away with it because some people seem to get you know pelts out there and it's not nice no like so I'm going to go back to when I was 17 18 ish maybe 19 I was with an ex who was in wrestling and um, because I like I said I'm very outspoken and I will say my mind sometimes Um, he decided to use my platform to say one of his views and instantly I, I said to him, like, because it was like, he didn't tell me what he was going to post. He was just like, can I post this? Not word for word what he was going to post. And um, it was when I was on a run with Defiant. And I was like, because I was like, it'll fit in with your character perfect. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. But I didn't know what he was going to write. I just knew he was going to write something character based. Because um, he came up with quite a few, you know, move names and stuff me moves and whatnot. So I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And it couldn't have been any more out of line with what I what, what my views were at the time. So I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck everything that you stand for. I'll never, you know, let some... Because I think being gullible and being 18 and 19 and letting someone take advantage of you in that way is like the people pleasing in me was like, yeah, of course you can, but... I didn't realise it was going to, like, offend or disagree with certain people, certain, you know, certain agendas, like, things like... There's so much to take into consideration now when you can go online and you talk about absolutely anything. You know what I mean? Like, if I know 110% I believe in what I am putting out there, then I'll always back it up. I won't give a shit, you know what I mean? Like, if I stand firm on that, then I stand firm on that. But there's some things that I'm like, oh, no. That's that's not my views, and that was that kind of changed a lot for me. Like, because I was like at a point where I was doing really well, and then all the people start seeing you in a different light, and like even sometimes things that you don't necessarily post, but if you're friends with someone that has posted something like that, or you're friends with someone that has done something negative in the view of social media you will instantly get shamed with them. So it's just like, this is why people say, you know, watch the circle. You keep just block. Sit. There's so much accountability to everything these days, and it's because some people do sit at home with absolutely fuck all to do, looking for a fault in people's lives because, like I just said, they have nothing else to do. So everyone has to be fucking careful these days, no matter what you're writing, let's be real. Lissy's uh, got an expression which is, Leave it in the drafts. And, love that. Uh, never has a more truer expression. I love that my drafts are full. <laughs> Leave it. Well, because sometimes it's like, even if you think something, like, just keep it to yourself. Like, yeah, sometimes it's, it doesn't not, have to be out there. You know, yeah, it's not like, everything needs to be said, right? 100%. I think younger me needs to, needed to wear that rather than get older and figure that shit out, you know. But that's why it's so good that we have people that will go online and say this stuff because there's not there's a, a whole fucking let's get real for a minute. 
there's a whole generation of people that will be fucking horrible to anyone online that they find, you know. So it is all about if you don't have anything nice to say, fuck off. There's always someone fighting a battle that you know absolutely nothing about. And if you're not educated enough to know something about a certain topic, then that's disgusting, you know. I think, honestly, there's a lot of that going on. But, to you know, in, in everyone's defense, not just wrestlers or anything like that, but, like, those same people that are, like, talking shit online and, like, writing stupid comments or, like, very hurtful words, they're the same people who, if they see you somewhere, they're going to ask you for a picture. They're going to ask you for an autograph. They're going to they're gonna ask you for all that. So it's it's really just when they're behind the screen. It's not in person. 100%. The keyboard warrior team is real. Absolutely. Lizzie, before, b- before you leave us, is there any upcoming shows you want to try and plug and we'll chop it up and get it out there? Yeah. Tell us so, where, tell us um, when. Uh, when will this go out? Just so I don't advertise. I'm going to try, try and get it out for the weekend. Okay, so we've got... Vinny, you, you, know, Vinny, did you hear that? This weekend. Cheers, pal. Vinny, <laughs> <laughs> and like Jack stalks him to, you know, push these out. So... <laughs> This episode is gonna get priority, Vinny. Please, I'll call. Oh. I'll call Frank if if they have to. <laughs> I love that. So I've got me session off at the weekend, which I'm really looking forward to. I think that's gonna be class. Um, next weekend I have a real busy one. It's the GCW weekend there coming over with TNT. Um, so. I have a show on the Friday up in Scotland, and then I'm going to come home and wrestle for Project X, then travel to Hull, wrestle for NGW, and then Sunday I'm going to wrestle for Silence 40. So next weekend, my busiest one of the month. But, you know, mentality giants, brothers. Absolutely. You're going to go four for four. Three for three next weekend, and you're going three to back the session off. For progress on Saturday, Lizzie, it's been yes. a pleasure. Thanks for joining us, dude. We really appreciate it. No, thank you all for having me on. It's been boss. I've actually had the belt of time. We'll bring you back. Cheers, time. Lizzie. Thank Cheers, you. Lizzie. Nice to meet you.